This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 172, our gift to you. Once upon a time, Becky Proudfit shares with me a very inspired idea about, hey, we should have Amy Tenney. Because if we could get Amy Tenney to do a guided meditation, that is the very best gift that we could give our listeners this time of year. Amen and hallelujah. Just a moment of like peace and centeredness and just getting out of all the hustle and bustle and just spending a moment with yourself. Because guys, are you feeling that? There's a whole lot of activity, a whole lot of... You know what too though? It's not just the activity of the holiday season, which is always like a little elevated Mm -hmm. sense of anxiousness. Oh, I was thinking activity in my brain. Well, yeah, all of it. But it's also like the world. I feel like the world is kind of an anxious place to be. Mm -hmm. And so everyone's coming out of COVID, but kind of not Mm -hmm. and figuring out that new normal. It's just very, we're we're living in a very unsettled new frontier kind of time. And so I personally have been feeling just kind of a heightened sense of anxiousness and unsettledness Mm -hmm. in life in general with where the world's at and parenting and just everything. Mm-hmm. Which is why I love that we're talking about this now. It is the Christmas season and we all need a little more Jesus or a lot more Jesus. Amen. <laughs> we also need Amy Tenney. Welcome to the show, Amy. Hi, thank you. <laughs> we should say welcome back. If you will remember, Amy Tenney has been on our podcast before mm-hmm. and Amy has a podcast. Tell us a little bit about your podcast and we'll have a little conversation. Yeah, it's Amy Tenney Yoga and Meditation. So audio, yoga, and meditation classes. More meditation than anything. Just quick, usually moments to take a chance for stillness in your day. And you can listen to them on the go or find a moment to sit or lay down and mm-hmm. have that moment to yourself. And I've done it in all of those ways. <laughs> just listening them out, I'm like, I've done it laying in bed before I go to sleep. I've done it waking up. I've done it in the middle of my day. Um, I've listened during driving when I've needed it. And some of them are so, so short that you're like, I can take literally two minutes right. to clear my head. And that is the gift that Amy shares with us time and time again. And we are talking way more calm than we usually do. <laughs> I know. Because we have already recorded the next episode, the next one that you're going to be looking for, which is 173. And that is in and of itself the actual guided meditation. We felt like it would be a really good idea to separate and have a conversation here in this episode and then have the meditation be completely a standalone, be on its own so that you don't have to fast forward when you go to listen to it on repeat. Because Becky, do you think that we're going to want to listen to that on repeat? Absolutely. Like I wanted to give, <laughs> I wanted to give a plug for guided meditation too, because I remember when I first kind of heard about meditation and tried to do it. And if it's not guided, it's really hard for me to stay Mm-mm. centered. And yeah. it, it kind of is, takes a practice that, to be honest, I'm not very good at. I haven't spent enough time practicing at it to be really, really good at non-guided meditation. And so don't let the whole meditation thing scare you. Amy talks you through the whole thing. And the words are so beautiful. And the words are what keep you really present. And if you're new to this, if you've never been through a guided meditation before, my advice as similar to Becky, I, this isn't like a regular, I'm not super regular and practiced in it. Um, but my biggest advice is trust, just let go of whatever's racing through your mind and trust what Amy's guiding you through because she will help you come back to center. If you just listen and process her words and absorb them, 
that's my experience anyway. I don't yeah. know. Any other thoughts you have as people go into that next episode back? Well, we just really could not think of a better Christmas gift to give you than mm-hmm. Amy Tenney. You guys are so sweet. And I just want to say, as someone who's meditated for years, my mind still wanders like crazy. Mm, That's good to know. (laughs) That's the practice. The mind wanders, we bring it back. The mind wanders, we bring it back. And if we can practice that five, 10 minutes a day um, in a guided meditation practice or listening to your breath meditation practice, then maybe that'll help you be more centered with your loved ones. Maybe that helps you be more centered when you're having a conversation with someone and your phone dings and you want to be distracted but you remember the more important thing is to stay present with the people that you're with. And so, yeah, if you're like, I can't sit still, I can't meditate. Oh my gosh, I can't either. (laughs) (laughs) And I just keep coming back. You just come back to the breath as many times as it goes. You're like, all right, I'll try again with a lot of gentleness, not like a hard Mm -hmm. on yourself because your mind went somewhere. I love the word practice for that reason. And I don't even know that that's necessarily what the intention is. You're nodding like maybe it is. But for me, as somebody who's not as practiced in it, practice feels like a good way to approach it. Like if I just practice this over and over, and even if you're well-seasoned like mm-hmm. you, Amy, um, you keep practicing because that keeps it helps you get better and better at coming back to center. For sure. Every time you practice it, layers and layers and layers for you, whether it's once a year, turning to once a month, or you know, right. eventually maybe come to more regular practice, those layer and it actually strengthens the brain matter. And so Ooh, it's something. Perks. I love yeah. that. <laughs> Thanks for that information. Okay, yeah. so this um, this particular meditation is all about spiritual gifts, and I kind of wanted Amy to tell us kind of her thoughts surrounding that, especially having to do with the holiday season. Yeah. Um, a lot of my thoughts came to me through yoga first. And in yoga, we call it a practice as well mm-hmm. because it's not a perfect, it's not a performance. You know, mm-hmm. when we're in, in yoga, a lot of people say, oh my gosh, that felt so good. I needed that. And it's not really that we needed to move into a down dog. It's that we needed a moment to come back to ourselves. Mm, beautiful. And yoga is this and meditation. And as we end, we say namaste mm-hmm. in yoga and that's Sanskrit. And the, the thought or the feeling behind it is the light in me honors the light in you. And at this Christmas time, we talk a lot about light, light the world. And we think about light brings hope. It brings comfort. It brings peace. It shines into the darkness and brings healing. And there's so many beautiful titles for the Savior. And the one that he shares with us is light of the world. He's the light of the world. And he also tells us, ye are the light of the world. And so we have this incredible capacity for light that he intends for us to shine uniquely. And as I thought about this so much, it's the diversity of our light that is so healing to each other. Mm. We have we have opportunities to think that like, oh, they are so good at a performance talent like singing mm. or, you know, or things that are really easy to see that someone is successful in. Right. And so sometimes we can be really hard on ourselves and be like, well, I don't have a talent or a light, but some of the most powerful lights and spiritual gifts that people have shared with me are the ability to listen, to notice to go through a hard time without being bitter, to be a friend, those are spiritual gifts. And I hope that we don't take those lightly. Hmm. I think this is a unique season to try to 
not just notice those things in ourselves, but also to try to notice those more um, maybe discreet gifts in each other. Mm, and that's a good word. And to be able to notice and and verbalize that and speak those to people, say, oh, that's really amazing the way that you have perspective or the way that you can share or whatever that is. Because, you know, we were talking before and Amy was saying that those, our light, kind of recognizing the light in others is really what connects us, right? And as we're getting together this holiday season with family and friends, sometimes there are, you know, lots of different kinds of light can, there could be friction, right? <laughs> but diversity but, of light, right? The, anything we can do to, to connect to one another on that light level is just so, it's so godlike. It's so, mm. it's like the heart of Christianity. It's the heart of humanity. And that is just such a beautiful thing. I think it's to so, think about. I'm so glad that you said that. I think that that is actually key. It is the heart of Christianity. And during a season when we tend to have a heightened awareness and thought around the savior, we, and we have a desire to be more in tune with him and to be like him and to try to emulate him or even reflect his light. That is at the heart is mm -hmm. seeing other people's light for what it is, recognizing our own, not dimming ours or anyone else's. Right. And I think both of you are such a good example to me, by the way, of articulating and actually saying the things that when you recognize them in other people. And I think that that is really important. I, I hope that you guys feel that as an invitation to, um, you know, in the, in the busyness, and I don't mean just like the schedule, but in the busyness in our minds and in our hearts and the unsettledness, that we do slow down long enough to really be able to share that with other people. I've had a theme in my mind um, during the holidays, if it's okay to share with you guys, um, and it's people over projects. For some mm. reason that came into my mind as I was approaching the season and deciding, because we try to do this, and Becky and I have talked about this on the podcast in yeah. years past, is we try to be really intentional about the season. And it doesn't look exactly the same year after year. Many of the traditions stay the same. And then every year I try to get really intentional about evaluating, is this really something that we feel good about this year? Mm -hmm. um, if so, cool, we run with mm -hmm. it. And if not, that's okay. It doesn't mean that we stop altogether. Right. It just means this year it doesn't feel right. There are no ornaments on our tree. JK, there are two ornaments that we were gifted, but there are no ornaments on our tree in the family room. That is so unusual. And why on earth? Because I felt really good about just putting away those bins and not putting one more thing on my plate. It just mm -hmm. wasn't coming together. And now it's already so close to Christmas. I'm like, you know what? It feels great. And then another thing that was like a pro an actual real project, we're not sending Christmas cards this year. I was, I, this is my tradition of 26 years. Like I love sending Christmas cards and I make a video every year, still doing that. I'm still meeting my need to like preserve the memory, mm -hmm. but I'm like, I just, I don't know that sending hundreds of cards is the thing that I need to focus on right now because what I want to do at that time is actually visit with the one. And that's what I've been doing. I've been visiting, mm -hmm. personally visiting people that I love and care about and just connecting with them, looking them in the eyes reminiscing. I walked out of a friend's house yesterday. I'm like, this was better than a Christmas card. Right. Mm -hmm. And we laughed and, but we were like, but, but really yeah. this is at mm -hmm. the heart of what matters. It doesn't mean that sending Christmas cards is not a good idea. I'm going to do it again next year. I'm sure, you know, I might get my ducks in a row earlier, but anyway, I just wanted to share that thought too, is as far as like what, you know, as we focus on what really matters the very most to us right now, just be intentional about it and go with that. It's not going to look like Anything you're going to see on Pinterest. Yeah. I love that thought though, that not let the projects get bigger than the people. Mm -hmm. Because I think, 
I know for me in the past, sometimes I have let maybe idealized versions of what certain traditions will look like or sound like. And, you know, having teenagers, shockingly, not all of them are totally stoked for every tradition what? anymore. <laughs> and we're having to evolve. <laughs> but it, it does take practice to like not, not let your idealized version of the holidays kind of overcome what's actually happening. Or for you to see what is so great about yeah. the teenagers in your home or the people around you. If yeah. we want somebody to be other than they are, we miss the uniqueness of them. And that goes back to the diversity of light, right? Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love how you said that. And for me, I'm like visualizing too because I always envision like my light when I'm doing it in a specific way. And I'm going to really try to like have some visualizations for different different kinds of light and other people. And I think that's going to help me to be able to just be present with that and remind me to be looking not just for their light, but the diversity and what makes them, them. Right. Yeah, I agree. That is Amy. That's one of my favorite takeaways from this conversation. Just like with Becky, that resonates so much with me because it reminds me that just because my, um, light doesn't feel or look the same as it doesn't make me right or them right or wrong or, mm-hmm. you know, that it's greater the than diversity of light. Like yeah. I, Never thought of a term like that for it, but that's, I want to hang on so tightly to that and see everyone around me. As um, you mentioned earlier, I don't remember if it was on the microphone or off, but you mentioned how you try to see your children as God sees them. And isn't that something that we want to all try to do better, right? Absolutely. I think praying in your prayers or in your pleadings to not only to see your family members or people that you love, ask them, can I see you the way, can I see my child the way that you see them? Mm -hmm. And then ask, can I see myself the way that you see me? Mm -hmm. And if you pause with that thought, it can be formal or informal prayer. It can be a pleading, Mm -hmm. you know, it can be an asking, "Could, could you help me see myself and my child or the person that I love and care about the way that you see them? you will feel love for them in a way that is so unique and special. And then tell them. That is a real gift to share that and to tell people. It's vulnerable. But if you want to feel connection, tell them your strengths. And this is a really simple, kind of almost silly example. But when I was a child, my mom used to have her best friend handwrite all of her birthday invitations for because mm. she loved the way that her best friend wrote and it was gorgeous it was artistic and beautiful and I don't remember what age I was when my mom came to me and said Amy will you write the posters for this poster that I have to do and I was like <sighs> I get to be like on the same yes. like Aww. level as Melanie like yes. this Aww. is unbelievable and and so the thought that she liked my handwriting like made me feel so good. And then yeah. I worked the rest of my life to have really cool handwriting yeah. so yeah. I could like Live help my it. mom. Yeah. That's that so cool. so sweet. That's it reminds fun. me of someone, I can't remember which of our friends was on the podcast and was sharing that story about how in kindergarten, their teacher pulled their art aside and said, do you know how creative you are? This is the most beautiful thing I have ever seen. It tr- you are truly so creative. I just remember the story being so, the teacher was so sincere. And that teacher, might have been Katie. I'll try to think of that. That, that had such a strong impact on her that she just has always felt creative mm-hmm. because she instilled that in her. And that is the opportunity that we each have in these little interactions and these moments with people that are around us, whether we know them super deeply personally, whether they're in our family or not, 
we have this kind of impact, which we've talked about just recently. That impact is never neutral, right, Beck? <laughs> it really is not. That's Ever. the thing. We There is no neutral impact. And I love how you said, um, you know, when a, one of the names for Christ that's so impactful is light of the world. And then he empowers us to then go light the world. And to me, this is the most basic form of human, like the most basic way to light humanity mm-hmm. and to connect and bring us joy, bring us joy and peace the holiday, this holiday season and hopefully after, right? Mm-hmm. So let's spend the holiday season forging those relationships and connections and using our light to help amplify others' lights. I think it's a time where with all the gatherings and the crowds, it can feel really easy to be lonely, lonely in a group of people. Yeah. And if you can take a moment to help someone feel seen or that their influence matters, to share that with them is such an important part of connecting and helping mm-hmm. people be like, I just came somewhere and left somewhere and nobody right. saw me, you know, yeah. or I'm in a room of people and I feel more alone than ever. Mm. And, and so tapping in, you know, we don't need to wait for someone else to tell us how, you know, yeah. our spiritual gifts. So there is work to do on, on bringing it to yourself, you know, mm-hmm. on cultivating it, asking for things that, and then sharing those, sharing those with other people. If you don't, so here's an example. Yesterday, well, a couple of weeks ago, I reached out to a friend. I was, I was really having a hard time, and I really felt drawn to her that she would be a person that could help me. Mm-hmm. And um, and so yesterday we got together, and it was so healing and so helpful. The things she was able to say and the insights she gave to me were incredible. And she shared. She said, "I grew up thinking that these parts of me were too much. I was." too sensitive. I felt too much, you know, mm-hmm. and I was embarrassed and I hid that. And it's just been in the last year that she's come to where she wants to share that part of herself. And if she didn't, and if she didn't let me know that was something she was interested in doing, I wouldn't have been able to be blessed by her. Mm. That's such a good point. It reminds me, um, uh, recently at church, a woman was teaching a lesson and she was speaking with so much energy. You guys, she's a personal friend of mine. She has so much energy and I was just sitting there adoring her. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. speaking of diversity of light, right? I was just like, that energy is unmatched. Like I just love her for it. And afterwards, another woman came up to the two of us cause we were talking, <clears throat> excuse me. And she said, you just need to know that my energy matches your energy. And I used to feel so bad that my energy is just too much. And I feel your energy because that's how I, it resonates mm-hmm. with me because, and this is where she was going with it. That's how Christ works through me. It, it, he works through me and helps me to shine my light with this high energy enthusiasm for life that looks totally different than a lot of other people. And so she was just sharing that vulnerable piece of herself and also making it a connection with this other woman. And I just thought, this is beautiful. And now I'm going to have moments like this going forward. And I'm going to think this is diversity of light. Mm -hmm. This is what it is. And we all have something beautiful to offer. And our light doesn't have to be shiny to be special. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the most special things are someone that I know who's lived a very hard life and her experiences. She notices when other people have that. And she just, in the most simple, sweet way, just reaches out and be like, Hey, I saw you left everything. Okay. Mm. You know, and that gentle, that subtle light is so beautiful too. And that like, I can't solve your problem, but I will just sit with you. Mm -hmm. Totally. 
What a gift. See, it's a gift. It is a gift. This conversation is a gift to me. And I think that the connections that we get to have with other people through our vulnerability, through letting our light um, shine in such a diverse myriad of ways is a gift. So Amy, thank you so much for sharing your gifts with us. You guys will definitely want to check out, I think it's 173, the next episode. Mm -hmm. Check it out and um, be still with it. Lean into it and trust her. And friends, we thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on and we look forward to being with you next time. Bye-bye. Bye guys. Bye.